This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Dominic Carter, Red Apple Podcast 77 WABC. New York City Mayor Eric Adams for president. Funerals after the Buffalo mass shooting. Taylor Swift was the hot ticket giving the commencement address to NYU graduates and a new immigrant research center is coming to the Inwood section of Manhattan. This is my podcast. Let's go. Well, well, well. New York City Mayor Eric Adams let it slip the other day. And while some of you will find this laughable, I'm telling you that Adams, drumroll please, could be a viable candidate for the Oval Office a law and order candidate from a big city that argues his party has gone too far to the left. During an event at PS 125 in Harlem, Adams joked to the crowd that if he had been screened early for dyslexia, and I am quoting here, right now we would not be just saying Mr. Mayor, you'd probably be saying Mr. President. So the word around City Hall It turns out Adams is looking at a run for president if Biden doesn't seek a second term. Biden, now 79 years old, and I have predicted with his bad fortunes in office, inflation, gas, the southern border, that Biden may call it quits after one term, though Biden has privately insisted he will seek re-election. Only time will tell. The key for Adams is that he must get crime under control in the Big Apple or he's dead in the water with the possibility of a 24 run. If Adams did run, he would continue in a long tradition of Big Apple mayors who have sought the nation's top job, including his three most recent predecessors, Bill de Blasio, Michael Bloomberg and Rudy Giuliani. Adams would be up against an uphill battle. Number one, fighting history. No New York City mayor has ever gone on to take the nation's top job as the president of the United States. While there is no active campaign or federal fundraising yet, the mayor has spent his first year in office also traveling outside the city, notably to Chicago and Los Angeles. Hey, Adams couldn't possibly do as bad as when de Blasio ran for president. De Blasio's presidential campaign in Iowa was considered a joke, and de Blasio is now running for Congress in New York's newly drawn 10th congressional district. So the joke is on us now. But even that 
is not going to happen. He's not going to win. So, Mayor de Blasio, why not just enjoy your retirement? You did deliver universal pre-K. No one can ever take that from you. The mass shooting in Buffalo, a very sad situation all the way around the board. Innocent people dead, mostly senior citizens. At the funeral of the youngest victim of the massacre from Buffalo's Tops supermarket, 32-year-old Roberta Drury. She was remembered for her love and compassion, according to her sister. Robbie was more than just a name. So uh, we just want to make sure everyone remembers her smile, her love, her compassion, and everyone was in her family. If everyone could treat everyone with a little more love and compassion, we wouldn't have incidents like this. Governor Kathy Hochul is on the right track, pushing executive orders and legislation to fight back. Her package includes an executive order that would require the New York State Police to seize weapons under the state's red flag law from potentially dangerous people whenever they have probable cause to believe that an individual is a threat to themselves or others. Her predecessor, Andrew Cuomo, also traveled to Buffalo and summed up what happened this way. I am sickened by what happened here in Buffalo. I don't know any other word. Uh, it, it, it was so shocking. It was so sad. It was so disgusting what happened here in Buffalo. My condolences to the families of the deceased and the wounded. And my condolences to every black family in Buffalo because every black family was attacked and every black family are, is a victim. What happened couldn't be any more ugly because there was no provocation of any kind. Nobody did anything wrong. People are dead just because of the color of their skin. And that's not supposed to happen in this country, America. It couldn't be more ugly. Top's grocery store, an oasis in a food desert in a community that was already suffering. It couldn't be more ugly because we wanted to believe that this type of activity was a stain in America's past and had no place in the present. But this mass, race-based mass shooting goes back to the old days. It's like the lynchings. Instead of a noose, they use an assault rifle. That's all this is. And it couldn't be more ugly because we're shocked, we're saddened. But this nation has no right to be surprised. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. And back to New York City Mayor Eric Adams possibly running for president. The key to running or being considered a successful mayor comes down to crime. And right now, New York is the new Chicago. And that's not a good thing. 
completely out of control when it comes to crime. A 15-year-old, 15 years old, has been arrested in connection with the fatal shooting of 11-year-old Bronx girl, Kiara Tay. Kiara was struck by a stray bullet as she stood outside a nail salon. Detectives believe the shots were fired at another teen from a scooter in the vicinity of Westchester Avenue and Fox Street, again in the Bronx. The bullet missed the intended target and struck Kiara. Another promising young life cut down by senseless gun fire. In tears, here is how her aunt described Kiara. Happy, beautiful, intelligent, bright, sweet, anything that you can describe of a perfect child. I just want justice for Kiara, justice for Kiara. That's what we only want. At this point, we cannot bring her back. But we have, we want somebody to say something. Please, please, please say something, you know, please. I will let you do the math here or smell the coffee. One of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter, Patrice Cullors, is now under fire for how the organization spent the $90 million in donations that came into Black Lives Matter. As per tax documents, the Black Lives Matter Foundation paid the brother of Patrice Cullors $840,000, again, as per tax documents, to help with security as organizers didn't trust other firms with the matter. Her brother is also a graffiti artist. The organization also paid more than $969,000 for a live event, design, and media production to a company founded by Damon Turner, who fathered a child with Patrice Cullors. So almost a million to her brother, almost a million to the man who is the father of her child. And how much was given to the Trayvon Martin Foundation? Only $200,000. Come on, folks. Colors went on an MSNBC podcast, Into America, with my colleague Tremaine Lee to discuss her so-called mistakes, the mistakes that she made. Translation, someone's hand has been caught in the cookie jar. There's been a lot of excitement and joy, but there's also been a lot of hardship. Um, when you make movements, when you build movements, it takes thousands of people to do it. And that often means lots of mistakes are being made, um, lots of amazing decisions as well. And I think you know, one of the things that I've been thinking about uh, in this last year specifically is, how do you make mistakes in public without being crucified for them? Um, because mis hum we're human beings. I'm a human being and we make mistakes. And then we, I think the job of making a mistake is actually learning from it and being, you know, called in and say, hey, like, this is the way to do this better. Here's the team to help you do that. So I've been really longing for that. 
Patrice Cullors on the MSNBC podcast Into America with journalist Tremaine Lee. Of course, Cullors blamed part of the media coverage. The way that the right-wing media specifically has characterized the mistakes are truly anti-Black. They are about this idea that Black people, especially Black women, don't know how to manage money, don't know how to manage funds, don't know what to do with money. And um, the reality is, is if any organization received tens of millions of dollars in one to two months' time, everybody would be trying to figure out what you do with it, what infrastructure you create, what kind of bank accounts, what kind of um, investments you should be making, what kind, where do the resources go? Every president, CEO, executive director would be having the same questions and making similar mistakes because you try things, you say, oh, that didn't work. Then you try something else. Oh, that worked. And that's the way it works when you're actually building an institution. Right, right, right. Patrice Cullors on the MSNBC podcast Into America. Can you say criminal investigation and indictments to come? Remember some of the biggest complaints about the way the money has been spent or not spent has come from local Black Lives Matter chapters and local leaders in Minneapolis where the George Floyd case occurred. From Black Lives Matter to Taylor Swift delivering the NYU graduation speech at Yankee Stadium. Like I said on 77 WABC, I'm curious. These days, what would you, yes, you, listening to this podcast, what would you tell graduates these days? I've done many graduations as the keynote speaker at the School of Social Work at Yeshiva University, Bronx Community College, and a host of New York City high schools. But what would you tell graduates, given these times and climate that we live in today? Email me your response at dominic.carter at wabcradio.com. Taylor Swift concluded this way to the NYU graduates. I leave you with this. We are led by our gut instincts, our intuition, our desires and fears, our scars and our dreams. And you will screw it up sometimes. So will I. And when I do, you will most likely read about it on the internet. Anyway, hard things will happen to us. We will recover. We will learn from it we will grow more resilient because of it. And as long as we are fortunate enough to be breathing, we will breathe in, breathe through, breathe deep, and breathe out. And I am a doctor now, so I know how breathing works. I hope you know how proud I am to share this day with you. We're doing this together, so let's just keep dancing like we're the class of 22. Okay, in the words of Taylor Swift, breathe in, breathe out, breathe deep. 
NYU also gave Taylor an honorary PhD. I remember years ago when I received the same honor, an honorary PhD, but mine is from the City University of New York. Hello, Dr. Swift. Here is some great news as it relates to immigration. The first of its kind immigrant research and Performing Arts Center is coming to the Inwood section of Manhattan. It will be owned and operated by the People's Theater Project. Joining us on the Dominic Carter Podcast is the executive director of the People's Theater Project, Mino Laura. Thank you, Miss Laura, for joining us. Tell us about the project. The city put out an RFP years ago. Uh, this was before COVID, and you know, this is something that Upper Manhattan, you know, there's no theater or cultural center above Harlem. And this has been something that the community in, in Washington Heights, in Inwood, has been fighting for for decades. And, you know, we've been part of that advocacy. You know, we need a space that is, you know, for immigrants. Upper Manhattan is an immigrant community. I am a Dominican immigrant. Um, but it's been so many different immigrant communities have lived in Upper Manhattan. Um, and we need a place to celebrate that. And after an arduous, long process, uh, a few months ago, we, we had heard the news. We were told, and it was so exciting. And then today, it's become official. And it's just, you know, really overwhelming with joy and, um, you know, the responsibility for, for being the caretaker of this space. Because it will be for the programs of People Theater Project. We've been in the community for 14 years. But it will be really a center for the community, for local organizations. So it's my understanding the city is putting up uh, $15 million to make this project happen. Is that accurate? That is accurate. Together with this award, $15 million comes from the city, from EDC. Um, and we hope it's just the beginning. You know, we, we will take more to build it, but this is an unbelievable support that really puts us in a strong place as we start working towards construction. <laughs> So did I hear you correctly that you said uh, above Harlem, there's no performing arts center? Is that correct? That is correct. (laughs) That is a community that is so broad and diverse and above Harlem, there is no theater. And so we've been performing in restaurants and bars and libraries and had to leave the community. Anybody who wants to perform has to leave the community to go to the Bronx, to go downtown and, you know, it's far overdue, and you know, we're thrilled that it's happening. Mino Laura, the executive director of the People's Theater Project, we thank you very much, and good luck with the first of its kind immigrant research and performing arts center coming to the Inwood section of Manhattan. Folks, if you are interested in my book on my life growing up in New York City and overcoming numerous obstacles or my bobblehead doll, you can go to my website, DominicCarterOnline.com, all one word with no periods, DominicCarterOnline.com. You can catch me on 77 WABC weeknights, midnight to 1 a.m., Go check out the Dominic Carter merchandise at the 77 WABC store from Dominic Carter t-shirts to hats and much more. Go to WABCRadioStore.com. I will see you the next time right here. Dominic Carter, Red Apple Podcast, 77 WABC.